every Friday during this lockdown I've been sharing with you a poem and today is Good Friday and I'd like to share with you today a poem that I always read on Good Friday. It's one of our earliest bits of literature in the English language. It was written in Old English and it's called The Dream of the Rude. Now the word rude is an ancient word for the word cross. It comes from the word, we get the word rod from it, but it was what the Anglo-Saxon people would call a cross. They would call it a rude, spelled R-O-O-D. And you'll, you'll see even today when you visit cathedrals, there's something called the rude screen, which is the screen that separates the sanctuary from the rest of the church. And that's still called the rude screen. So this is called The Dream of the Rude and it's from the 7th century. It's quite long and it's imagining um, somebody having a dream that they were the cross on which Christ was crucified. It's quite fantastical um, and it's very moving. So I'm going to read it to you today, but it is rather long, so make yourself comfortable. The Dream of the Rude Listen, I will describe the best of dreams which I dreamed in the middle of the night, when far and wide all men slept. It seemed that I saw a wondrous tree soaring into the air, surrounded by light, the brightest of crosses. That emblem was entirely cased in gold. Beautiful jewels were strewn around its foot, just as five studded the crossbeam. All the angels of God, fair creations, guarded it. That was no cross of a criminal, but holy spirits and men on earth watched over it there, the whole glorious universe. The wondrous tree of victory, and I was stained by sin, stricken by guilt. I saw this glorious tree, joyfully gleaming, adorned with garments decked in gold. The tree of the ruler was rightly adorned with rich stones. Yet through that gold I could see the agony one suffered by wretches, for it had bled down the right-hand side. Then I was afflicted, frightened at this sight. I saw that sign often change its clothing and hue, at times dewy with moisture, stained by flowing blood, at times adorned with treasure. Yet I lay there for a long while and gazed sadly at the Saviour's cross, until I heard it utter words. The finest of trees began to speak. I remember the morning a long time ago that I was felled at the edge of the forest and severed from my roots. Strong enemies seized me, bade me hold up their felons on high, made me a spectacle. Men shifted me on their shoulders and set me on a hill. Many enemies fastened me there. I saw the Lord of mankind hasten with such courage to climb up upon me. I dared not bow or break there against my Lord's wish. When I saw the surface of the earth tremble, I could have felled all my foes, yet I stood firm. Then the young warrior, God Almighty, stripped himself, firm and unflinching. He climbed upon the cross, brave before many, to redeem mankind. I quivered when the hero clasped me, yet I dared not bow to the ground, fall to the earth. I had to stand firm. A rude was I raised up. I bore aloft the mighty king, the lord of heaven. I dared not stoop. They drove dark nails into me, 
Dire wounds are there to see, the gaping gashes of malice. I dared not injure them. They insulted us both together. I was drenched in the blood that streamed from the man's side after he set his spirit free. On that hill I endured many grievous trials. I saw the God of hosts stretched on the rack. Darkness covered the corpse of the ruler with clouds, his shining radiance. Shadows swept across the land, dark shapes under the clouds. All creation wept, wailed for the death of the king. Christ was on the cross. Yet men hurried eagerly to the prince from afar. I witnessed all that, too. I was oppressed with sorrow, yet humbly bowed to the hands of men, and willingly. There they lifted him from his heavy torment. They took Almighty God away. The warriors left me standing there, stained with blood. Sorely was I wounded by the sharpness of spear shafts. They laid him down, limb-weary. They stood at the corpse's head. They beheld there the Lord of Heaven, and there he rested for a while, worn out after battle. And then they began to build a sepulchre. Under his slayer's eyes, they carved it from the gleaming stone, and laid therein the Lord of Victories. Then, sorrowful at dusk, they sang a dirge before they went, weary from their glorious prince. He rested in the grave alone. But we still stood there, weeping blood, long after the song of the warriors had soared to heaven. The corpse grew cold, the fair human house of the soul. Then our enemies began to fell us. That was a terrible fate. They buried us in a deep pit, but friends and followers of the Lord found me there and girded me with gold and shimmering silver. Now, my loved man, you have heard how I endured bitter anguish at the hands of evil men. Now the time is come when men far and wide in this world and all this bright creation bow before me. They pray to this sign. On me the Son of God suffered for a time. Wherefore now I stand on high, glorious under heaven and I can heal all those who stand in awe of me. Long ago I became the worst of tortures, hated by men, until I opened to them the true way of life. Lo, the Lord of heaven, the Prince of glory, honoured me over any other tree, just as he, almighty God, for the sake of mankind, honoured Mary, his own mother, before all other women in the world. Now I command you, my loved man, to describe your vision to all men. Tell them with words this is the tree of glory on which the Son of God suffered once for the many sins committed by mankind and for Adam's wickedness long ago. He sipped the drink of death. Yet the Lord rose with his great strength to deliver man. Then he ascended into heaven. The Lord himself, almighty God, with his host of angels, will come to the middle world again on doomsday to reckon with each man. Then he who has the power of judgment will judge each man just as he deserves for the way in which he lived this fleeting life. No one then will be unafraid as to what the words the Lord will utter. Before the assembly he will ask where that man is, who in God's name would undergo the pangs of death, just as he did formerly upon the cross. Then men will be fearful and give scant thought to what they say to Christ. 
but no one need be numbed by fear who has carried the best of all signs in his breast. Each soul that has longings to live with the Lord must search for a kingdom far beyond the frontiers of this world. Then I prayed to the cross, eager and light-hearted, although I was alone with my own poor company. My soul longed for a journey. Great yearnings always tugged at me. Now my hope in this life is that I can turn to that tree of victory alone, and more often than any other man, and honour it fully. These longings master my heart and mind, and my help comes from Holy Cross itself. I have not many friends of influence on earth. They have journeyed on from the joys of this world to find the King of Glory. They live in heaven with the High Father, dwell in splendour. Now I look day by day for that time when the cross of the Lord, which once I saw in a dream here on earth, will fetch me away from this fleeting life and lift me to the home of joy and happiness, where the people of God are seated at the feast in eternal bliss, and set me down, where I may live in glory unending, and share the joy of the saints. May the Lord be a friend to me, he who suffered once for the sins of men here on earth on the gallows tree. He has redeemed us, he has given life to us, and a home in heaven. Hope was renewed, blessed and blissful for those who suffered burning. On that journey the sun was victorious, strong and successful. When he, almighty ruler, returned with a thronging host of spirits to God's kingdom, to joy amongst the angels and all the saints who lived already in heaven in glory, then their king, almighty God, entered his own country. <laughs>